0: Thank you for your enthusiasm.
1: You're welcome. That's why I'm here.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey everybody. Uh, Welcome to And the Nominees Were. I'm Mike Frollo.
1: I'm Jenny Lenka.
0: And this is a podcast where we are going to watch every single movie that has been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture.
1: That's true. There are a lot of them. Yes,
0: there are exactly 546 as of this recording. That number will expand by... Probably nine. Probably. They always somehow manage to not pick a full ten. Yeah, it's Which really really weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. Because there's always one movie that everyone like, "How did they this thing not yeah. get nominated?" Yeah,
1: and I know that it's like a whole you know weighted point system. Yeah, like you have to hit a. I think that's how it works. You have to hit a certain threshold of of points basically yeah to be able to be nominated but it's very weird that it happened like one time basically yeah
0: well i think the uh the first year that they expanded it to 10 it had to be 10 and then they were like all right this was hard (laughs) (laughs) And so now it's anywhere from like 7 to 10, although I think it's always been at least uh, 8 or 9.
1: Mm, so there's going to be a bunch more, but we don't have to worry about that just yet. We don't have because... to worry about it at all
0: because this is a fun thing that we're doing for fun. <laughs> right? we have fun while doing this. Yep, we uh, definitely
1: never regret the tasks that we set ourselves. Oh, yeah,
0: no. Why are we doing this?
1: For fun.
0: Yes, for fun. But you know what? We could uh, we could go play basketball or something. No, we couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't play
1: basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we have no no sports skills, which is why we're movie nerds who yeah who do things like watch. Every yeah, movie we're
0: we're gonna spend the next ten years of our lives no. uh, watching every movie nominated for best picture because we can't go out and play basketball. That's true. But why? uh why the academy awards we could just be watching any movie we could be watching every single chow yun fat movie in fact that's a good idea for a podcast yeah let's do that let's do instead. that, yeah, that sounds right. way more uh, fun
1: thank you for listening to well, end the county <laughs> square uh well, welcome to next...
0: uh chat and chow uh, <laughs> this podcast about chow yun fat
1: but no, no so well part of the reason you know we're going to uh Use it as a, a little bit of a way to fill in the gaps of. That's true. Of we all the history of movies. We all have gaps.
0: Everybody who loves movies has has gaps. I feel like uh, my big gap always tends to be all of the movies that are not anybody else's gaps. Uh, I yes, always <laughs> yeah I feel that I always have not seen the movies that everybody else has seen. I've seen more Bowery Boys movies than <laughs> most people. But yeah, my I I tend to just. Uh, Watch uh, weird B movies from the '40s and Hong Kong movies, but not like the famous ones. Right. And I watch all sorts of weird things, and I've never seen Forrest Gump. <laughs> and so this podcast is partially an attempt for me to see Forrest Gump. Not only are we trying to fill in our gaps, because we could have fill, fill in our gaps with the 1001 uh, movies to see before you die, but right. so why the Academy Award? nominees for best picture
1: well part of it is just it's a, it's a nice to have a list to work from yeah. that's not a thousand and one movies long but the academy awards yeah. you know they're uh, a big deal mm-hmm. movie wise yeah and although not not to you know put too much importance on them or anything
0: yeah you're you're okay. always gonna whenever you bring up the academy awards uh you're always gonna get people arguing that uh, oh why are we still talking about the academy awards like they matter
1: but it's interesting in and of itself to yeah. look at the movies that the people who make movies decided were yeah, the best. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Ones. You know, the the demographics of the Academy, well, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. You know, long for a long time it's been, you know, an old white people club, but so has Hollywood. True. The the Academy is for better or for worse, Hollywood. Right. The best picture nominees they're not always the best movies. They're not even always good movies. Mm-hmm. But they, they're they representative movies.
1: Yeah. One of the reasons we want to do this, we want to try to, you know, have a little context for what Hollywood was like in these different times. But we're no historians.
0: No, uh, yeah, we're not historians. We're not critics, although we're going to criticize these movies. That's true. We're, we're just, not
1: professionals, you know? Yeah, we're just... We're enthusiasts. Yeah, we're
0: enthusiasts. We're fans. We're not fanboys. No. Uh, well, no. I'm not a fanboy about the movies.
1: Okay. I guess that's fair.
0: Or, or maybe I am. I don't know. Am I?
1: A little bit. I might be. Movies are great. Movies are great.
0: Ah. Oh. All right. So we've talked about uh, why we're watching the Best Picture movies. Right. Uh, how are we going to do it?
1: One at a attack.
0: Well, yes, it's really the only way to watch movies. <laughs> yes, yeah, I true. do not recommend uh, watching more than one movie at the same time. I've tried it. Believe me, I've tried it.
1: <laughs> I think if there were a way to watch about 10 movies at a time, you would absolutely do it.
0: Only 10? <laughs> uh, <laughs> watching these movies one at a time. Yep. Um, uh, we're talking about them one at a time. That's right. the more that important part. more
1: important. That's probably what I was getting at.
0: Yeah, we're watching these movies uh one at a time and we're not going straight in order earliest to latest or even latest to earliest because no, I, I don't think that would be fun for anybody. You know, I can't say like stay tuned in 2 years when we when we finally talk about a movie that you've heard of. Right. No, we're we're jumping all around. We've focusing got we've got on some, one year at a time. Yes, we're focusing yep. on we're doing little mini series one year at a time. And we thought we'd start it off right with 2017, last year. It was uh, it was an alright year for movies. Yeah,
1: there's some good ones. There's good ones. Some, there are a couple great ones.
0: Yeah, there's some really uh, good movies. And we decided to kick the year off right with a little movie called Darkest Hour. As you may have surmised, uh, we have never recorded a podcast before. No. This is our first time recording podcast we are not professional comedians or writers or anything. No, that's We're true. just uh, enthusiasts. And so uh, we don't know what the hell we're doing. And so when we recorded the first few episodes, we had crappier microphone. True. And we were feeling awkward about introducing the show.
1: Oh, the more things change. <laughs> uh.
0: So we just sort of uh, set down a microphone and just started blabbing. True. I edited it down. It should be entertaining now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy mm-hmm. our discussion of Darkest Hour. Yeah. Well,
0: Mr. Churchill said, Mr. Churchill
1: said, gotta the to the very end. It's hard to follow the plot of this movie, like, to retell it because it's just people in rooms having the same conversations. <laughs> um, about about five or six times until the things happened. It, it felt like real time. <laughs> like just waiting for Dunkirk to happen mm-hmm. halfway through the movie. Yeah. So, so,
0: do we want to start with the making of this movie? I don't really know much yeah, about movie. Yeah, I don't know making. much the about the making of this movie. I do know this movie was This movie was written by a guy named Anthony McCartan, who he started out apparently as like a playwright in New Zealand in the 80s and 90s, and he adapted some of his plays he wrote and directed a couple movies and then he became a novelist around 2000 and then some of his novels were made into movies and that seemed to start this new phase of his career where he's now writing screenplays are they
1: all like historical yeah so far they've
0: all been like aside from the things that he's adapted of his own uh work his own novels uh the first thing he wrote was the theory of everything and then this was the next thing to be produced i don't know if he's written anything else uh he's got a movie well he also he wrote bohemian rhapsody which is coming out this year
1: i'm hyped for that yeah it might be terrible but i'm hyped for It, it anyway i
0: think it's gonna be pretty terrible uh i don't know it may it might be great the thing that bothers me about this is there's a lot of precedent for like biopics of musicians and stuff to, like, name themselves after, like, a song or an out. Like, a very important thing. Right. Uh, but, like, calling your Johnny Cash biopic Walk the Line, that has a lot of thematic resonance in the movie. True. Calling your Queen movie Bohemian Rhapsody means nothing. <laughs> it's just literally <laughs> it means- the most famous song by Queen.
1: <laughs> you know, I think that there's arguments for and against that. One, yep. yes, because, <laughs> like, what does that song mean? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing, really. Yeah, uh, But two... You know, the title itself has a lot of, like it, it's evocative, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Maybe they're saying that Freddie Mercury is a bohemian and, <laughs> and he's rhapsodic. Yeah. No, I don't know. Sure. I don't know what they're trying to say. I don't, but, but still, it, it, you know, it, there are emotions associated with it. I don't know. It just <laughs> sounds grand. It sounds like yeah. they're going to tell you a story about a man and he did some stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Uh, just hearing the Bohemian Rhapsody, it makes me think that this is going to be a movie about characters <laughs> who engage in actions.
1: <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> That's what I think when I yeah. hear it. Yep. I'm like, oh man, some people are going to do some stuff.
0: Yeah. But anyway, he also has another movie, supposedly also coming out this year, that I've heard nothing about called the Pope uh it's just called the Pope it's great That's, name, very that, evocative. when is. I hear the name the Pope, I definitely think this movie is going to involve at least one pope at
1: least one yeah
0: presumably the other one the only one this this is actually about uh the current Pope oh okay uh Jonathan right. Price is playing Pope Francis. All right, that's yeah, I can see that. That's pretty and, uh, good. And Anthony Hopkins uh, is playing Pope Benedict. That's
1: also good casting, yeah. yeah. Uh, although they should have just gotten um, Ian McDiarmid. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's going to be thinking it. They should have just done it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, okay, so, but the making of this Darkest Hour. Yeah,
0: so that's Anthony McCartin. Uh He just likes to write movies about historical figures. Actually, I remember watching, like, I think it's Vanity Fair does those, like, uh round tables around oscar time they get like directors and producers and actors and they all like talk about how they do these things Mm -hmm. and i was watching the screenwriters roundtable and he was there and he like specifically said well like i write movies about real people that's what i do like that was how he chose to to define his his work It's very highly stylized. Yes. That is due in part to Joe Wright. Wright. Right.
1: That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: Director of Atonement, Mm -hmm. which is very good. Uh, And I have not seen any of his other movies. You
1: know what's funny? I had the same experience. I was like, afterwards, I was looking up Joe Wright. Because when his name came up, first of all, I had no real concept of Darkest Hour Mm -hmm. before it started. I knew that it was a movie about Churchill and that it might be boring. Um, but then Joe Wright's name came up, and I'm like, oh, he's a guy that makes movies that are good, I hear. <laughs> the only one I've seen is the Keira Knightley Pride and Prejudice, okay, which is divisive, mm-hmm. but I really like a lot. I like a lot of the specific things that it does and the choices it mm. makes. And I think it, uh, not to digress onto all of oh, my feelings about Pride digress. and Prejudice. Well, no, because there are a lot of things I like. I know I've told you a lot of times how much I like Mr. Darcy in it. Because uh, instead of a jerk who jerks, uh, he comes off as an awkward turtle who's, like, never spoken to a human girl before, <laughs> except for his sister. And I, I like that. I, I understand when he says things in the movie that are dickish and then makes a face afterwards. Like, why? Why did that come out of my mouth? But And I also like uh, the... Not the set, necessarily, but like the world design of the Joe Wright Pride and Prejudice. Like it feels like they're in a real place where, like, you know, there's chickens running around, mm-hmm. and like Lizzie goes to hang out on a swing when she's upset. And like, you know, it feels like it's a place where people live and not like uh like a, you know, drawing room drama mm-hmm. where everything is composed, and this even though it's obviously very composed. Um, yeah, but...
0: I th- I think of Joe Wright movies having only seen the one. We've each only seen one but it's a different one.
1: Right. Uh, they both have Karen Knightley in that's them. That's
0: true. I-, I feel like his his movies are stylized but not like overly so. It's not like you're watching like Amelie or something <laughs> right. where you're just like aware of everything. But his is and his movies aren't like necessarily composed as like picture images, you know. Uh, but there, but there is, like, an attention to the, the design of everything. I feel, yeah. I feel like his movies look designed.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. When I, uh, after we watched this, and one of the things that I liked about it a, a, a lot is the look of it. I really like the way that this movie looks. Especially in the beginning, where they're in all the nice buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning you get, like, the palace, and you get, like, Churchill's house, and, like and all and and parliament and stuff and then the whole middle of the movie is in a bunker Yeah. <laughs> and but still they still yeah. you know they he still does interesting things with moving around the bunker and like you know shooting through a door or like mm-hmm. down a hallway and this thing you know but still yeah. you, you get a feel
0: for the space of that bunker the bunker is divided up into like a bunch of these little tiny rooms and you are kind of aware of the geography of it the right. whole time yeah which is is pretty good I wasn't this movie oh, I'm sorry, did you No,
1: me? I was I was just gonna say, uh, that because I was because I liked the way this movie looked so much, I mm-hmm. went and I was, you know, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna look up Joe Wright because all I knew was he had made atonement and the Karen Knightley Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. which I had seen. And I found that he has made just a string of movies that I have intended to see and not see. You really
0: wanted to see Pan?
1: Well, I wanted to be able to weigh in on Pan. Mm -hmm. It did look like it probably looked good. You know, like for the eyes, Mm -hmm. not necessarily for the mind. But I wanted to see Hannah. I wanted to see uh, the Anna Karenina on a stage in a Mm -hmm. music box Mm -hmm. or whatever. And yeah, I don't remember the other one. There was at least one other one. And so that was what, but one of the things that I read was that uh, Joe Wright uh, self-describes that he likes to show off and <laughs> yeah. and that he likes things to look like paintings. Okay. So that's why I thought it was interesting when you said that it didn't seem like he was trying to compose still pictures. Well, it's like... Cause it, I feel like some of the shots are.
0: Maybe. But like, they, they don't... I, I, when I think of his shots, they don't necessarily have like the classic, like, they don't have like a stagey look to them where like everyone is standing in like the perfect position that happens That's sometimes. There's yeah, like a there's cu- there's a couple shots. Like, I remember there's a shot when Churchill and the King are meeting for the first time, right? Because like the side look, and then they're just like in silhouette on like very far ends of the room. Yeah, there, um, there's
1: like a shot where it's like a three quarter mm-hmm. angle. I guess I can't think of a better. I, yeah. I don't know. Is that a, okay. sure? And but it's just I like the way light is in this movie a lot. Yeah, I, w- I
0: was going to point this out because I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's like okay. very pretty. But it also, I kept thinking about how, if we were in those rooms, we would not be able to see each I other.
1: Did, I did think, I did think about that in this scene in particular, because he goes to meet the king, and there's two huge windows, yeah, that are streaming like, in, streaming light. in but, natural like, light, but and they have to like, but you see the
0: light and nothing
1: else, right? Yeah, there, you can't see. There must be a lamp or something on the mm-hmm. other side of the room, but there's no other light on this side of the room where the camera is pointing, and so they have to just go stand each in front of a window yeah. so that you can see them and this
0: happens all the time where you can see the light sources and everything whether it's like uh but it's just, light from I a like window that, or you see like the lamps when they're in bunker and i think i think it's interesting but there's also it's like you can see the light sources and then everything around them is dark except for like the the faces of the right. people it's weird i guess it could be like a metaphor or something it is the darkest it's the darkest hour.
1: hour yeah oh we we cracked it yeah Nailed it. I figured it out. We can go home.
0: I also mentioned uh, Amelie before. This movie was shot by Bruno Del who shot Amelie. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. And, uh, and a couple of other uh, Junet movies. He's worked a lot with Tim Burton. Okay. In Dark Shadows and Big Eyes. See, yeah, I
1: haven't seen Inside Inside
0: Lewin Davis. These guys got, got a good uh, filmography here. Good
1: for him. Yeah, and I
0: believe he was nominated for an Oscar for this movie for Best Cinematography. I did like uh, them. I
1: knew intellectually that there are more lights on the set because otherwise you wouldn't be able to see people's faces. That's
0: the thing. But yeah, it's it's like it's like a magic trick. He, like, he shows you the light sources so you don't notice the fact that they're being lit from another place, right. basically.
1: But but I liked it because it was a thing I thought about because it was so dark that it seemed like the movie was lit by natural light. Yeah, like all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like I I guess I'm I'm a, a, a rube that way. No, it's but
0: it's. It's very pretty, but I like. I, I it took me out of it, I guess, it a little bit. Yeah, I was like, these rooms are too dark. <laughs> <laughs> but also, maybe they didn't want to have the lights on all the time because, like, the Germans was were going to the bomb them or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, they're the best. I actually, I think, I laughed out loud when this happened. Is the first time that you see Churchill because he's not at the Parliament mm-hmm. meeting. just his hat is sitting yeah. there.
0: Should, should we? Uh, should we like try to get into the plot? I guess, I guess we
1: should. Yeah, We're talking about the beginning
0: of the movie but, right uh, right
1: you know it opens with parliament and everybody's yelling and everybody's yeah. like no everyone's
0: like waving everybody's their like, their papers yep. the the people yelling wave uh, rolled up papers in their hands yep. and the and the people who are in favor of stuff wave their it, handkerchiefs right
1: yeah uh, yeah it's it's very subtle
0: <laughs> yeah that's definitely uh, yeah this Parliament is very subtle. It's a very subtle movie. place. Yeah,
1: but that was my first thought when the movie started, and everybody's yelling about how they want to get rid of uh, Neville Chamberlain and stuff. And
0: mm. I'm like,
1: "Is this what Parliament's really like? Is I, it just people yelling at each other?"
0: Yeah, that, that's I'm. I was wondering that about that because we've like we've seen some footage of Parliament now on like last week tonight, and, that's they, true. and it is very silly. It's a lot of people going yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the one dude making snarky comments.
0: Yeah, uh, mm. but I. I can't imagine that parliament was actually like this where just like an entire wave of people is just like snarling at the other <laughs> side but maybe it was maybe. I don't know
1: I like that because they talk about and I don't know anything about the parties but there's their party and the opposition party mm-hmm. and they seem to all be sitting on direct opposite sides of each other yeah. like like it's a cage match mm-hmm. like and as I like, is that how it would actually work? I wonder about these things. Is that how it works in Congress? Do they sit on, I assume they sat by place, you know, or something? I don't something. know how they sit do in they, Congress. Do they just actually. sit where they want? They go sit with their friends? Like, <laughs> no, like- they have,
0: I know they have assigned desks in Congress because when they vote, you, they vote by actually pressing buttons on their desk. Oh
1: yeah, and that's yeah. what—that's when they've talked about like people who don't bother to show up for work and they get their friend to vote for them. Mm. Yeah, which seems illegal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to the 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 accuracy of this parliament scene, I was reading about this movie on Wikipedia, and there's a section about its like accuracy or like criticism against the movie, and it's very diplomatic. It's like some people have. Uh, have uh, criticized certain scenes in this movie as being unrealistic, and then it goes on to list what sounds like the entire movie. It sounds <laughs> like this entire movie was just made up completely.
1: Yeah, that I don't remember, but I remember reading that I didn't know another Churchill movie had like just come out uh, with Brian. Yes, Cox. yeah, I remember and... that
0: happening, but yeah, just it just went away. Right, I don't remember. Yeah, apparently
1: about. that one is about Churchill at the end of the war. Okay, and uh. <laughs> And their—it's uh, a very short Wikipedia article, so I don't know very much about it. Mm-hmm. But their um, historical inaccuracy section was much more scathing. <laughs> it was like there was a quote like from a historian who was like, "I've never seen a book by one person whose job this is get so many things wrong, basically." <laughs> So yeah, so there's that. I guess mm-hmm. it's maybe more accurate than the other one, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going based on the opinion of Wikipedia, which, as you always, as you always know, will never steer you wrong. Yeah.
0: But yeah, the the movie starts with a scene in Parliament, and again, they're just in like total darkness. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, and they're yelling about how Neville Chamberlain uh, was doing a very bad job, yeah, being Prime Minister. And they were going to force him to resign, and yeah, there, there's like it seemed like they already knew who was going to be the pick. Uh, mm-hmm. That it, they knew it was going to be Churchill, even though nobody seemed to, to want it to be Churchill. Right on their, their own yeah. party.
1: That um, was actually that's the line that I like because he's not there. He's yeah. not at the meeting, and and somebody's like, why isn't he here? And he's like uh, something like. He doesn't want to be at the scene of the crime yeah. or something. I don't know. He does. Uh, yeah. I thought the words murder weapon were in the sentence, <laughs> but, but then I was thinking about, it, I'm like, that can't, that, I can't think of a way to make that make any sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, then they, then, uh, they cut to, uh, Winston Churchill's house, Churchill's house in like complete disarray in the morning, but apparently it seems like it's always this way every right. morning. Yep. Everybody's like scrambling around to make this, uh, large man very happy, yep. uh, but he never is. No, he's never
1: <laughs> happy. Not once. And then the new girl is there. Yeah,
0: Lily James. Is
1: that Lily James? Yeah. I never...
0: From, I, uh, I from Baby Driver.
1: I don't ever recognize her in anything. This
0: was the only other thing I've ever seen her in.
1: <laughs> um, she was Cinderella. I no, haven't I seen see it, it. But, but I... The, unless that's a different Lily. No, it's Lily James. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, no, she was Cinderella. Yeah. But, and I always think I'm gonna... She's not in the Shadowhunters movies, right? That's a different Lily. Or the the one. The one movie they made.
0: The Lily Tomlin?
1: Yes, <laughs> Lily Tomlin in City of Bones. It's a, I think it's a different Lily. But yeah, and she's the new girl and she's the new personal secretary. And they're trying to get her accustomed. And there's no way she's ever going to be prepared yeah. for for this enormous troll man. <laughs> um. Yeah,
0: and so you they, they introduce Winston Churchill like sitting up in bed in like very low light and yeah it, it's well that's like, what
1: I was going to say the first time you see him it's just a shot of a dark room and then his face bursts into red because he just lit a match and yeah. that's the light that they give you that's, yeah. and, and that's it's why like, I was going to bring it up
0: and it's like before you realize that uh, the whole movie is shot like this it's almost like they're introducing like the elephant man it's like <laughs> like don't, don't ever look at me <laughs>
1: I thought because the light was so red, I'm like, is he the devil? What are they trying to say?
0: Yeah, and I and this is this is the introduction scene for Winston Churchill, and he just sort of is yelling indistinctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a great introduction for this movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I understood everything that he said in this movie, but it was a struggle. It was
1: a struggle. I I yeah, I didn't feel like I missed anything important. No. But if you ask me to tell you any specific thing that he said, I'm not sure that yeah. I could. I
0: do remember in this scene, he starts yelling at this girl,
1: go SPACE! Yes. SINGLE she had, SPACE! She had been warned. Yeah. To be fair, it was one of the, like, three pieces of mm-hmm. information that this guy gave her. And she immediately <laughs> forgot it. So. And she was like, somebody else had said it. And he's like, and you didn't change it? <laughs> and then she runs away. Um. <laughs> uh, Which is understandable. And then only comes back because she's the person who intercepts the telegram from Mm -hmm. the palace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Does that mean, though, because if he's already getting the telegram to go to the Paris... To the Paris. To the palace that they had the scene... Because there's a scene where Neville Chamberlain is having dinner with, like, all his party friends. And that dude uh, who literally, it took me a long time to figure out his name. But it's Halifax? Halifax, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I heard it as Holly Fox the first time, <laughs> and Halifax, uh, and uh, and then later on, I kept confusing him with other people in the movie, and then I'm like, <laughs> nope, he's the one with the weird accent. And then it turned out he had the same weird accent as the king, and that was even more confusing. To me. So um, yeah,
0: this this movie is a lot of middle aged uh, white British men yeah. um, who all talk in the upper crust uh, voice. Yeah, they got the, the weird
1: time. W noises, and I don't like it. I don't like it. It may it's unsettling to me. They should not talk like that. <laughs> they should they should get speech therapy. Like that man.
0: Like, like the one, <laughs> the guy who's in the movie? Yes,
1: exactly. See, I tied it together. Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, But yeah, but they have dinner together and they're all like, well, who's going to be the guy? And they're like, you should be the guy, Lord Halifax. And he's like, nope, I'm not ready. But really? like, why if he's just going to spend the rest of the movie plotting to them become the guy? Yeah. It's- Does he just not want to be like nakedly ambitious maybe
0: I don't know this this movie it like sort of alludes to the like backroom politics of these deals which is, is kind of which is interesting I find like, it's like po- political maneuverings quite interesting but it just sort of references them and it doesn't really get into it because that's not the story the story is Winston Churchill but it doesn't he doesn't do anything. Nothing. He doesn't do anything. This movie he de- I
1: mean he does stuff. He makes yeah. decisions. This movie is But this movie takes place over like 5 days. Essentially, once it gets uh, going, once it gets going.
0: but yeah. this movie is kind of frustrating to me because there's so many parts that are interesting, so many uh, it looks very nice and it's about a very interesting time in British history specifically. But at the end of it there's like no story. I don't know yeah. who I don't know who Winston Churchill is at the end no, of this movie. True. And the movie's about him. Yeah. He just sort of stands around and is like, well, we've got to fight the Germans. And people are like, why? Uh, and like, we now know that there's a good reason you should yeah. fight these Germans. But his, his rationale for most of the movie is like, they're bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's
1: like, yeah, everybody else, like the whole plot of the movie essentially boils down to Uh, Chamberlain and Halifax want him to go into peace talks and then if, because they don't think that they're going to win the war, Mm -hmm. and if he refuses to go into peace talks, then we can replace him. Yeah. And if we can get him on the record (laughs) to say he would never consider peace, then we can replace him and make peace i don't know i don't know what the end game i believe
0: the plan was to make peace with it well one of the reasons that neville chamberlain historically uh is so reviled as a figure in world war ii is because he uh had a uh policy of appeasement with hitler uh where he uh, before the war started they're like we don't want to go to war you do whatever you have to do go on take uh (laughs) take austria do (laughs) everything You want the Sudan land? You got it, buddy. Just don't come over here. That's fine. And then he just starts taking every other country and they're like,
1: uh, I think it's very interesting. And speaking of somebody with no historical knowledge, Mm -hmm. it seems like maybe the UK was okay with this because, you know, they were just going around the world taking countries anyway.
0: It's true. At this time, they were a gigantic uh, empire. And I read a review of this movie that's like you know this whole movie is portraying uh, Britain as this tiny island nation fighting against big thing but like they had they owned Canada and <laughs> India yep. and probably someplace in the Middle East that yep. I can't remember I maybe like still e-
1: Australia Egypt at
0: that point? A- yeah Australia yeah, right? definitely yeah. Uh, yeah they had a lot I mean to be fair, none of that stuff is right next to uh, Europe. True. So it would be hard for them to fight.
1: And or... I feel like it comes up in... I don't remember if it's the big speech, the big famous one, or just another speech that Churchill gives near the end of the, the film. But uh, but he basically says, you know, if if we are going to fight the Germans and if the Germans beat us, well, then one day the rest of the British Empire can come rescue us. <laughs> yeah? And I was like, yeah, yeah they're all out there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll be like... Freedom! We did it. Yeah. yeah. Until
0: Germany, then. Well, uh, and then yeah, takes that.
1: takes over the entire world. Yeah. The yeah but that's the thing. All of those other the you know colonies are much further away. Yeah.
0: But yeah, my my impression of World War II before seeing this movie, which I know more about history than you, but I'm still not an expert, especially not on World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my impression was that leaders of Parliament specifically wanted Churchill. Because he had experience leading an army, and they were okay. they wanted to prepare for war, right? Uh, and he had experience in the those departments as you know, Secretary of War or, or whatever he was doing. He was in the army as a young boy, okay. And uh, and yeah, and I guess Neville, Neville Chamberlain wasn't. I don't uh, really know.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they get on that uh, that how uh, how Chamberlain is a bad prime minister for war. Yes. And war is going, is happening, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And I think that that's the thing, too, is like, um, is that his side keeps being like, well, but we can make it, peace. Mm -hmm. And, and Churchill's like, no, it's war. It will be war.
0: (laughs) So uh, I point out, it was a bold move, bold uh, choice of this movie to cast Neville Chamberlain as himself. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Neville Chamberlain. Uh, but he looks exactly like the have. guy. This is Neville Chamberlain in real life.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: That's literally the guy. Uh, I
1: I feel like I remember reading that somebody else had been cast. Yeah. Apparently they oh, cast John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but he, he was died yeah he was too he, old yeah. or
0: something. yeah he was sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look look at Neville Chamberlain and the guy they cast as Neville Chamberlain. He's like a little it's, older, but he looks exactly the same. That is
1: pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the baggy face version of that picture. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Whereas uh, you get a picture of Gary Oldman uh, as Winston Churchill, and then Winston Churchill, and you know the thing that bothered me about this movie, Winston Churchill specifically is the, the makeup, it's it's an impressive makeup job. Uh-huh. Sometimes you forget he's Gary Oldman, and then he, start, and then now he now starts and then. yelling, and you're like, yep, that's Gary Oldman. It
1: wasn't <laughs> even that that would do it. It would be they would get a close-up, and his eyes would yeah, peek you, out, yeah, and I'd you'd be like, oh, yeah, Gary Oldman's in there. But
0: the thing about the makeup of this movie is they make his head look much fatter than it actually was. <laughs> like, Winston Churchill was a large man, but he was basically, he looked... He was like a little like uh, like bullet head thing on just like a big uh, like round fruit of a body, okay. was like a very, had a very large body. But his head was kind of normal size. Okay, and and in this movie, when there's a like close up, you see like his enormous neck that's like bigger than his head, and it's it's grotesque.
1: <laughs> yep, and he's just running around in his dressing gown. You know, yep. isn't there? There's a scene where he's like. Giving instructions or or dictating or something like while he's on the crapper. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they make a or, crapper joke. To, or well, yeah, uh, uh, well, turd the, you joke. Know, they're, they're, they make does... a turd joke, right? I don't Maybe.
0: remember. Maybe yeah. There's a point where he's like doing something on the toilet, but there's also a point where he's dictating speech like while he's in the bath. Right. Uh, and then right. he's he like warns his secretary yeah, coming out. I, <laughs> I, I, I it's something like uh, I'm about to exit in the natural way oh yes <laughs> uh, and, he's and she's like what and then, and then he yeah. opens the door and, she's like, oh. and she runs yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah she spends a lot of time just running away no that's mm-hmm. not true no. those are the only two times yeah I kept wondering actually I had just googled this but I didn't get a chance to read about it I kept wondering about the girl who's, like, the secretary. Because you get, like, a little bit about her. She doesn't Mm -hmm. seem... She seems like she's just there so that there's a woman in the movie. Yeah, it
0: seems at first like they're going to make her a much bigger character than they do. and And, yeah, you know.
1: Like, it seems like she's going to be, like, your viewpoint character in the first scene. It's like, oh, this is how an average person Mm -hmm. interacts with Winston Churchill. Yeah, and then she goes away
0: for, like, half an hour. And then she pops up... Uh, it does seem like they have a, a bit of a relationship more so yeah. than anybody else that mm-hmm. he uh works that's with. true
1: so yep. Yeah, so she's a real person hmm. it says uh, she was not Churchill's secretary at the time of this movie in real life great wonderful she did not start working for him until 1941. Right. Uh, In the film, her brother was said to have died during the retreat to Dunkirk. This is also fictional.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, This this movie was just made up, which is fine. Right. It's fine. Uh, I don't necessarily mind... And actually, my favorite things... Her brother was
1: a pilot, okay. though, so that's real.
0: My favorite moments of this movie are probably the ones that are the most fictional.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, and I kind of wish they had maybe gone even further. Not tried to... Well, I mean, like, not... They... They're they clearly not going for historical accuracy right. at all. Um, but I don't know. Well, Is...
1: so... Okay. Getting back into the, yeah. the specifics of the plot instead mm-hmm. of the vagaries of it, mm-hmm. which that's the thing. Like, it's it's, yeah, it's no, all specifics, but at the same time, they don't add up to much. Yeah, it's
0: not. Yeah, They're like he's he's uh, voted prime minister. Well, He's not voted prime minister. He's appointed prime minister and by then, the king. That's true. We didn't talk about it. In the first scene uh, with him and uh, and King uh, King George the Sixth. And that's that's a fun scene. Their relationship is weird. Yeah, I, I do uh, kind
1: of like their relationship. It like evolves over the movie yeah. too. I kind of like I, that. Yeah, movie. I
0: like I like the scene as made the where they're like, "Oh well, uh, we we are supposed to meet. Uh, how how are Mondays? <laughs> Mondays are fine. Uh, about four.
1: I, t- I I nap at four. <laughs> and that's so uh, great. And like it? you can see, and he's like taken aback by that. He's like. <laughs> Could could she not? <laughs> well, I, well, I like I, was, I like, like he, say, he wants to Well, say, I like that
0: but... he says is uh, he says uh, is that allowed? Oh, <laughs> which is great because he's the king, right?
1: Right. Um. But yeah, and then there's like when they have their first meeting, they're and they're at lunch. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, I want to mention because they do draw attention to how much uh, Winston Churchill drinks, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this is bad. You know, he wakes up with with brandy. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he drinks champagne, at, a bottle of champagne at lunch. And Sounds a great. Of, yeah, I was like, good for him.
0: <laughs> Baller. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, if you're having lunch with the king of England. Right. You should be able to have champagne. I agree. I, I,
1: de- I definitely agree. No, no, no problem with that. He,
0: I mean, he might drink too much alcohol in True. other circumstances. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For living, perhaps. But, you yeah. know.
0: But, yeah. Drink champagne at lunch. If you can afford if you can, it. If you are not driving it. anywhere, do it. Exactly. Go for it. I say go for it.
1: Yep. And, yeah. This has
0: been life advice <laughs> from Jenny and Mike.
1: Yep. And, yeah, so they're at dinner. Or, I'm sorry, at lunch. And he's drinking right. his champagne. And the king is like, uh, well, you know you scare people, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Who? who do I scare? And he's like, you scare me. <laughs> and he's like, what do you have to be afraid of? <laughs> and great. And I love it. Yeah. Like, King is Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. right? Always he is, great. He was great, yeah. Yeah. I've
0: only great. ever seen him in, like, these these t- smaller roles in bigger movies. Probably not doing, like, his best work. But it's it's great. He's always great. Yeah. Like, he had that tiny role. He was, like, the best part of Ready Player One. That's true. <laughs>
1: as just the the worst guy yeah. just the slimiest little man
0: and he also plays the slimiest man in Rogue One
1: yes and he's great in it mm-hmm. he's got the he's got the bitchin outfit that's great. He has more style than Darth Vader. I'm putting that on the record. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at his other... And I have just not seen a lot of these movies. He's in Dark Knight Rises. I always forget that. We watched a bit of that the other day. That's true. He was yeah, that's right. Seven. He was a jerk in it. Yeah. That, that was. I guess the... He's very good at playing first, jerks.
1: The first thing I had ever seen him in. And I had no recollection mm-hmm. of the fact that I had ever seen him before when I saw Rogue One, basically. Yeah, he...
0: I mean, he's an Australian actor who has had uh quite the career in australia before uh being in big movies now he actually started as like a teen actor he was oh really he was almost he was like the australian version of a teen idol or something like he was that's crazy he was like this young punk in a bunch of movies okay um like an adorable young punk
1: yeah i do want to know what australian teen idols are like you know (laughs) i want to know what are the things they value and elevate in their youth
0: (laughs) I mean, here's just a a picture of him in an early movie called The Big Steel. Oh, my God.
1: This is, it's a lot to take in. He looks like Paul Reiser (laughs) in that picture. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot. I think it's just the haircut. So, yeah. yeah, So, other than that, he has to go to lunch with the king. Yeah, and then the king comes back later because, you know, everybody's real mad at Winston Churchill Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to do peace. And the king shows up to him, like, at his house. And he's, like, just sitting in a back room, and he's like, listen, I'm on your side, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's nice. Yeah,
0: it was nice. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, a problem that I think about the... that A problem that this movie has with, like, the narrative... Oh, did you just... Well, I memory? was
1: just... No, I just remembered, because I was like... Because uh, on the one hand, I'm like, why does he say that? Why does this happen suddenly? So like, but then I remembered that he says, he's like, if you scare me, uh, you scare Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... He's like, and we need somebody who scares Hitler.
0: But uh, like a thing about like the narrative thrust of this movie is this is always a problem with like historical movies like this, where it's like, will he be able to to win the war? Yes. Yeah. Uh, We know. But like that's fine. Uh, You you don't need to make a movie suspenseful, you know, or anything. But the the like the character arc of Winston Churchill is just like. Will he be able to uh, lead the nation? And, like, yeah, he can. We know that. <laughs> uh, and it, and Will
1: man who is right prove he is right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like
0: there needs to be some other thing there that he's, uh, like, you know, overcoming. Right. Or or just, he's ch- just changing in some way. Yeah. He doesn't really change. It's like no, he spends the great. whole movie being uh, obnoxious and then, like, for 20 minutes near the end of the movie he's like "Ooh, i wonder if i'll get to keep being obnoxious as prime minister and then spoiler alert yes
1: i <laughs> feel like that's maybe because there is no way to build in a character arc yeah. but i wonder if that's a little bit what they're going for when they with the scene in the in the underground
0: mm-hmm. which is my favorite scene yeah now, it was yeah. my favorite
1: scene too yeah yeah or he just just gets on the train and just makes friends yeah. With, yeah, that's my favorite scene. That's what I meant by, like, the,
0: that's like the most fictional scene in the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's the yeah, best. Yeah, I definitely
1: one. looked up whether or not that happened, and of course yeah. it didn't. No. Uh, of course it yeah, didn't there, happen. There's
0: no evidence that he ever rode the subway. <laughs> but maybe he wouldn't have told anybody about it. No, maybe he would have told everybody about it. He would have told about everybody. About everybody it. I rode the yeah. subway, and today. I spoke
1: to the common <laughs> man. To the common man! Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and then it was. Like when he's in the uh, giving the speech to the outer cabinet, mm-hmm. which I love. I love the idea of the outer cabinet, mm-hmm. by the way. That like before he's supposed to be going to talk to the war cabinet, who's all all they're all the people that we've seen for yeah. a good goddamn hour mm-hmm. at this point. And then he's got and, like, like, like just
0: an extra thirty people who advise right, like, him. What are I their guess. Jobs?
1: Yeah. I, I think I think they have just the other jobs that aren't <laughs> aren't the war jobs. You yeah. know, like somebody's in charge of farming mm-hmm. and somebody's yeah. you know. And yeah, so he goes to them and he gives them a speech, and it seems like the idea is that he he get the like the idea is he gets on the on the tube and is like, common people, what do you think? You know, am mm-hmm. I am I fucking up? Should should we make peace? And they're all like, no, never. We'll die in the streets choking on our own blood. Well, that's <laughs> what he says later on. Right? They don't say that. Something I don't like
0: know. that. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, they say we'll fight with brooms if we have to mm-hmm. and yeah. And so he like is like bolstered by this and he goes to the outer cabinet and I think that he and like he has their names, like the mm-hmm. people from the subway written on a matchbook yeah. <laughs> so that he can tell the, these people, I spoke to real people and mm-hmm. these are their names. They really exist and I definitely didn't make them up. <laughs> Even though he then made like, we literally just watched that scene. The things he says they said are not the things they yeah,
0: said. Yeah, he just makes up and everything. That
1: made said. me crazy. <laughs> like, why bother to write down all their names then? What kind of liar are you, Winston Churchill? <laughs> But I feel like, and then the idea is like, then he and he goes to talk to these people who are not quite the common man, but they're like they're closer, mm-hmm. you know, than than this these people that he has been talking to. These people that he has been talking, mm-hmm. um, the War Cabinet, yeah, and they're also all like, yeah, we're gonna die, but we're gonna die sticking it to Hitler, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like I get the arc is I guess that. That he's like, am I ready to do this job? Can I? Am I really expressing what the people want? And then he finds out, yep, yeah, I am. And then he's confident, but like he, mm-hmm. he was never really
0: in seen. doubt. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's like it's like the one scene where he seems to be in doubt is the scene where he goes to the bathroom to call the president yeah. of the United States. And who I remember I had to, I had to ask you which president it was <laughs> and I was ashamed uh, because in retrospect, yeah, of, of course I knew what president it was. Yeah.
0: And now, and I, uh, it's that's that shame is recorded for posterity. I on yeah. The podcast. I couldn't, I
1: couldn't, I wasn't sure. Yeah. It, the movie did not make it clear to me which president he was talking to, to be fair. <laughs> I, and I, what am I supposed to remember history as an American? Am I supposed to remember American history? Come on. Um, but yeah, and he's just, he's like begging them for planes that they already mm-hmm. paid for. Yeah. And that scene is pathetic and sad. And I feel like that was the true darkest hour <laughs> in, <laughs> in the title. I, I feel, oh, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about plot-wise mm-hmm. is how I found the middle of the movie frustrating because of the Dunkirk cinematic universe. <laughs> and because it seems like the whole middle is that he's arguing with the war cabinet uh, because they're like, literally our whole army is about to die, but you know they're not because you've seen Dunkirk.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> Maybe you haven't seen Dunkirk. Well, We've that's seen true.
1: Dunkirk. We saw, Yeah, we saw Dunkirk bef- uh, mm. before this. And so I was like, no, he's right. They're going to do this thing and nice Mark Rylance is going to show up <laughs> with, with his son and the other boy. And they're going to save all of the men except for uh, that French man who dies. That's spoilers, true. spoilers for our episode of Dunkirk where I that know. will also come up, mm-hmm. but yeah. So like, but because you know, it's the same thing you were talking about. Because you know it's gonna work, it's like frustrating that a, like twenty minutes is devoted to this time before this has happened. Yeah, and 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 they're like it's not gonna work, and he's like it's gonna work, and he's like it's not gonna. It does. It works. Yeah. Yeah. They save the army. It's yeah. Good.
0: Like, like mo- movies like this work all the time like movies based on real events where you know the outcome Mm -hmm. and the main characters are worried that they'll fail but in those movies i feel like you get usually a lot more of like the inner mind of whoever this movie is about okay like i don't know all the president's men they're not really i mean they're not like confessing and stuff to the camera but like a lot of that movie is just like robert redford's face being like were concerned and stuff and you and you feel for the character because you're close to uh you're close to woodward the character and in this movie you are never close to winston churchill the character uh they start to humanize him 20 minutes before the end of the movie when he rides on a train with normal people right and i just wish something like that happened much earlier in the movie.
1: I feel like they drop like that scene in, in, in the bathroom on the phone. It's mm-hmm. like it's even that's not humanizing, but you see, he he ha- doesn't have any bluster for it because mm-hmm. he knows that it's not going to get him anywhere. Yeah, and so he's just like, "Come on, please, mm-hmm. please." <laughs> uh,
0: maybe my other favorite scene in the movie is the o- only other one that maybe uh, humanizes him a bit. It also seems completely made up, and it's uh, there's a scene. You know, Winston Churchill has his famous uh, V for victory sign. Right, right. always flashed to the cameras. And you see him in an earlier scene, like, like trying it out a little bit. You're like, uh-huh. hmm, maybe yeah, this will... Yeah, because he saw somebody yeah, maybe... do it
1: in the newspaper. Yeah, uh,
0: and so he decides to do it. And he takes a picture where he does a V for victory with the hand turned outwards, yep. which is a notable British uh, sign of... It's it's basically the finger in Britain. Yep. And his secretary pulls him aside uh, to say, oh, well, that and he's just like Out with it I I fought the Boer Wars I know uh, uh, The language Of the people And uh, And she's like uh, Well sir it, um, The the way that you did it Sort of means um, Up your bum And, and he goes
1: And he just bursts out laughing.
0: And he's so delighted uh, by this. And Mm -hmm. and I thought that this was amazing. Yeah,
1: that was pretty great. I did like that a lot.
0: And he just walks away down the hallway just going, Up your bum.
1: (laughs) As you would. Yeah. Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah
0: and and he changes it to, yeah, the, he, he, to the peace sign he which is, is, his is now sign. the peace sign. Yeah,
1: true. Yeah, when did it become the peace sign? Was I it the, the 60s, 60s probably? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hippies.
0: Yeah. Maybe they decided to specifically co-opt this a symbol of war. You know, that make makes a, a lot of, of sense. Peace. Yeah.
1: That was what I thought, but but you articulated it first. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I gets to claim instead it. It I my just own m- instead
1: I just mumbled hippies. Like that was a complete <laughs> thought. <laughs> Oh. oh, you know, oh. I did think of one other scene that I wanted to mention, which is the one where uh, he is going live on the radio for the first time, mm. and, uh, and is in this tiny little room with the, with the red light bulb. Yeah. And, uh, and, the,
0: and the whole scene is just lit with that red light bulb, so you just see, there's like a close-up bulb. of his whole entire face that is just red.
1: That's true. Um, but I was thinking, uh, just before that, you know, before he's going live and he's still writing his speech... Mm-hmm. And and the dude is like hovering over him like, We're gonna be we're gonna be live, it'll yeah. be And it's he's be like a moment, please sir. Yeah. And he's yelling and that stressed me out so bad. <laughs> I I was intensely stressed out watching that happen. And then when the light goes on, he just doesn't talk at first mm-hmm. and everybody in the room is like, <laughs> like Yeah. I, I just found it very stressful and I wanted to draw attention to that. Yeah. I know awesome. my insight Yep. Is that it was stressful? Yeah, my insight is scene built for tension. Yeah, is tense, although it did also come up. I remember when I was reading the historical inaccuracies. That then when he's giving his big speech at the end, mm. uh, it shows like the king and his wife and stuff listening to it on the radio, except like it wouldn't have been on the radio live. Yeah, that because he was talking to Parliament.
0: Yeah, though well, I there <laughs> is a recording of that speech, and I don't know if he. Ben just like repeated the speech that he gave to Parliament later for the radio because it was such a good speech or mm-hmm. I don't know the situation there. But I have heard uh, the original recording of of Churchill giving this speech.
1: the speech where we will fight them on the beaches. Yeah. And... We will
0: fight them on the beaches. We will fight them on the land. We will fight them in the sea. Which that you know,
1: speech, if I remember right, that speech is also never at give the, up. That speech is also at the end of Dunkirk, right? Probably like I'm not 100% sure, but in my memory, it's playing like over the end where like Tom Hardy is setting his plane on fire.
0: Yeah. And it's the it's like the most famous speech that Winston Churchill ever gave. And it's also very much tied to uh, the Battle of Dunkirk because it's the speech they gave because Dunkirk was such a humiliating loss Mm. for the British that it really seemed like they were done for. And he's like, Nah, fuck that. Uh, that's ba- basically. That's the. I think that's the resounding theme of that speech is fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you fuck know. Fuck that. I... Fuck you, Hitler. <laughs> fuck all y'all. We are gonna do this shit. We are gonna run this shit.
1: <laughs> I kept expecting in this movie for somebody to invent "Keep Calm and Carry On,"
0: and then I was disappointed <laughs> when it never happened. I think that uh, that should be its own movie. It will win Best Picture for some reason. <laughs>
1: It will star somebody in heavy makeup as a poster.
0: <laughs> Gary, Oldman, Gary Oldman
1: again. Yeah. His eyes are the, the ease. Yeah. yeah, Just peeking out.
0: So I guess yeah. uh, we just let's, get into. Uh, uh, let finally I... get into the movie.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, we never did uh, mention how there's the subplot where we're like, oh, we can get him for not talking peace and uh yeah well we yeah you
0: mentioned it at first i did want to bring up uh i had meant to bring up uh later i thought because i thought we were going to go through the whole plot of the movie and then we didn't we we didn't really need to no uh uh, but i i liked how you know they're they're, well we didn't talk about there's like five scenes of them just in the war room Mm -hmm. like this whole cabinet trying to find out but but they all sort of blend together in your head it's all everyone else is like uh mr prime minister uh, we we are losing this war <laughs> <Yeah>. we have <laughs> to surrender all of our surrender. men will die yeah and he's like really think we should keep fighting though um, but yeah they're, they're all like that and then they, they decide they're, they're going like, to trap him in this and by in saying that he will never consider these peace talks and Halifax sort of leads him into it but they're uh, they're sort of trying to lead him into say, and I think Halifax even says, "Mr. Prime Minister, are you saying you will never consider peace talks?" And he like, and 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 he then like sees uh, the like, guy the, who's like, like sitting there taking notes. Yeah, yeah, he figures it out, and he's just sort of like,
1: "Everybody what? out!" <laughs> <laughs> no, what? that's what no, that's what he does. Then at that point, he's like, "Everybody out of the room. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to this guy and this guy." Um. But no, it's later on that uh, he he finally agrees to the peace talks, I think, after uh, they set up the the, the diversion at Calais,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that is how you pronounce it, right? Calais. I always Calais. pronounced it Calais in my mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. because I never knew it was a place. <laughs> Let's talk about that. When I was a kid, I, I know it's a place now, yeah. obviously, but uh, I the only place I had ever heard of it was in the novelization for the Disney movie, The Three Musketeers. And uh, so, yeah, I, I wasn't sure it was a place. Mm-hmm. In the way that you aren't when you're a child. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then I learned it was. Good story, right? Yeah. But anyway, so he sets up the diversion uh, to, to get them out of Dunkirk. And then when they, like, bomb the, like, remnants of army that are left there, I think mm-hmm. that's when he agrees to the peace talks. Yeah. If I remember right. I don't know.
0: But he's it, but still, he's like... I if you guys set it up, yeah. I guess I'll talk to this guy. Right, you know, yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna turn away this guy. You know, uh, but he he has no intention of surrendering ever.
1: I don't but think. when that's the thing, I feel like at the point in the movie when he agrees to the peace talks, it seems like he might. And that's when he then goes, and he, I think that's when he talks to the king, and then he goes on the tube, and, and everybody's like, no, fight. And so he's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the plot of this movie, basically. Mm-hmm. is like, Winston Churchill is like, let's fight! And everybody's like, you shouldn't fight. And he's like, maybe I shouldn't fight. And everybody's like, no, fight! And he's like, let's fight! That's it. <laughs> that's the whole plot. Yeah. Very much.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the plot of the movie. This movie was nominated.
1: It, I was going to say, and in the end, Nazis were defeated forever.
0: Yes. Yeah. You just wait for the sequel to Target's Hour. It takes place now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this movie was nominated for six Oscars.
1: Okay. Um, so it was nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. Well, I know you mentioned Best Cinematography before, mm-hmm. so I know that's one of them. Yeah,
0: so this is a bad game uh, so far.
1: Is it nominated for Best Score? No. Oh, I liked the score.
0: I I did. I, I yeah, I liked the score as well. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was phenomenal, uh, mm-hmm. so I didn't think it was really uh, nomination worthy. But it, it worked for this movie. It really the score sort of propels things forward, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, even when it, the scenes themselves don't feel like they have much inward momentum. The score right. just sort of like keeps things going yeah. and moving.
1: I the only reason why I thought that was because I noticed the score in this movie and. I didn't in the other movies that we watched. And yeah. I remember I remember mentioning that briefly in one mm-hmm. of them. I don't remember which one. I have no idea what was nominated for Best Score. As yeah. Well, so.
0: I, I actually don't either.
1: Okay. um, So we got two. Uh, is Joe Wright nominated for this? No. Okay. I didn't think so. No. But it was worth a shot. Uh, um, this this was, was... Well, this was obviously nominated for Best Picture. That's why we're talking yeah. about it. That's why uh, this was,
0: was a period film. Okay. So you can sort of imagine the other...
1: Um, Oh, yeah. Well, okay. uh, Best uh, Set Direction or uh, whatever it's called.
0: Best Production Design. Yeah. Yes. It's a period film. It was nominated for Best Costume Design. Okay. Oh, was it
1: nominated for Best Makeup? Yes. It won won Best Makeup.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. uh, Nominated for six Oscars, only won two Best Makeup and Hairstyling and Best Actor, which I thoroughly disagree with. (laughs)
1: I didn't think he was bad.
0: Gary Oldman, to me, is... Yeah. yeah. The thing is, he's clearly not doing a bad job of acting, but he's doing a distracting job of act- His acting. His acting is so completely distracting in this movie. You can barely understand a thing that he says unless he's shouting. Uh, and he's just... Uh, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't deal with it.
1: I didn't hate it. And I, like, it was... I felt weird that I didn't hate it because everybody... Has been It's hilarious because this is the performance that won Best Actor, but everybody has just been shitting over all over <laughs> it all year. And so I was prepared for it to just be unwatchable. But, like, you know, I, I forgot it was Gary Oldman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, it was just a man in a little dough suit. And, uh... You know, uh, this fine. is
0: sort of a, a meme. Uh, a, a Gary Oldman meme is, like, he's always, like, unrecognizable in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. And... I would counter with, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can always tell it's Gary Oldman. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that. In what movie is he unrecognizable? Well, uh, well he to... I mean, besides this, where he's literally covered in makeup. I mean,
0: well, another thing where he's uh, covered in makeup, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula in the no, early parts. No, he's Gary Oldman in that movie. Yeah. Well, in, in the Even early... when his in the... face
1: is a big bat.
0: Yeah. Um... What else? Well, th- that's the. This also, hasn't happened lately. I, I feel like he went through a period, um, in the, like the starting in the early two thousands, like around Batman Begins, where everything he showed up in, he was just Gary Old, and he yeah, would just wore true. no makeup or anything. Maybe he was and tired of voice, yeah. maybe,
1: but. You know, like like in the Batman movies where he's doing the weird yeah. half New York, half Chicago voice because nobody can decide where Gotham City is. If
0: you have a problem with faulty equipment. Huh? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other movies. I've never, oh, I haven't seen know, too many of his earlier movies. Now that uh, I'm
1: looking at the other people that were nominated for Best Actor. Oh yeah, who,
0: who was it? Um, it me. So
1: he was up against Timothy Chalamet, which okay. we haven't gotten to that one yet, so I can't speak to That's that. True. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yep. Yeah. Always oh, great, the king. Yeah, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yes, should have won. A plus. He's very good. Uh, and uh, Denzel Washington and Roman J Israel.
0: Um, mm, which yeah, which, I haven't yeah, seen. We haven't
1: seen, but he's supposed to be real great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like this gets into the cliche that oftentimes uh, the award for best actor is really the award for most <laughs> acting. <laughs> yeah. And Gary Oldman is definitely acting the most. Actually, it's kind of interesting because. Uh, of these movies that I've seen, uh these are all you know, very restrained performances. No,
1: I was going to say Daniel Day Lewis is also acting a lot.
0: I mean he's but he's not like when he won for There Will Be Blood, it's because he that's shouted true. He's so acting much. The most he's acting so that. hard. And in this movie he's he's acting a lot, but it's it, but, but it's very like insular and, and restrained that's true. and that's not the kind of acting that wins you awards. That's true. Yeah. So
1: the that's I'm not going to say this award is bullshit, but it's kind of bullshit. Not I can
0: understand why he won. I completely disagree with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. But I,
1: I don't think it's necessarily a bad performance, personally.
0: No, it's just, yeah. It's, I mean, he's Gary Oldman. He's always doing his best. But, yeah, is that he... sounded really insincere. <laughs> you know,
1: he's always doing his best. <laughs> Question mark implied. I don't
0: know. I'm hoping. Well, I'm hoping he'll get back into more of the not necessarily these, not necessarily these heavy makeup movies, but I feel like he was sort of in the like direct to video weeds for a while in the 2000s. Mm. He w- he would just like star in a cop thriller because he needed the money. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'll, I hope he gets uh, some bigger
1: parts. Unrelatedly, uh, Gary Ullman has been married five times. I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, you know, he was in uh, oh well he did Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean uh, yeah, like I'm like he uh, got he's, some work.
0: Like he's definitely been in big movies throughout this time period, but he was he would like also like he's right. always he's like the supporting guy in a lot of big movies and then yeah. he would star in a in, lot of very generic right. movies. And so I hope he he'll be starring in some bigger yeah.
1: movies. What I was even going to bring up wasn't like even that. Even... It was Tinker Taylor, was what I was. Oh gonna yeah, bring up. he did it. Yeah, but... that was. was... <laughs> There's uh... a section on his Wikipedia called Career Slump 2002 to 2003. <laughs> it's one year. <laughs> I don't understand.
0: Uh, I do well. Speaking of um, the his his future acting career, he's got a movie coming out later this year, which is literally just called Hunter Killer. Okay, starring him and Gerard Butler. Is one and of them the
1: hunter and the other the? Killer? No,
0: this is a submarine movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, an untested American never submarine good, captain. Never a good idea. Yeah. An untested American submarine captain teams with U.S. Navy SEALs to rescue the Russian president who has been kidnapped by a rogue general. This sounds like a movie that would have come out in 1992.
1: True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this this doesn't sound like a good career move for Gary Oldman, but he's starring in a movie. I guess he needs money. Common is also in this movie.
1: I think it's really weird that you can say that somebody had a slump and then say it lasted a year.
0: <laughs> that is very dumb. I would argue... And then they're
1: like, in 2004, he was cast as serious Black. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right.
0: I would argue he continued to have somewhat of a career slump well, you know. in, in various ways.
1: Uh, I would argue that he makes good movies and shitty movies. Yes.
0: That's, that's <laughs> he the doesn't, thing.
1: He doesn't care that much. Yeah, maybe. Just wants I mean, to hang out and act.
0: Did did they uh, say that his slump was in 2003 just because that was the year he starred in the seminal motion picture Tiptoes? I
1: think, you know, it's not what they say, but I think it's what they mean.
0: <laughs> Noted uh dwarf rom-com Tiptoes. <laughs>
1: I like this. Uh, there is a quote about tiptoes. It says uh, Lisa Nesselson in Variety described his work as quote astonishingly fine. <laughs> <laughs> I and like I don't know whether she means it's fine, it's fine China or no, they no, it's no, fine, it's fine. That's that's mm.
0: not what she means.
1: Yep. it's hard to know out of context. Is mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Oh, and the performance was later mentioned in Mark Kermode's uh, Great Acting in Bad Films. Yeah. Let's, okay, so let's wrap up review. here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gary Oldman, we've covered this. Right. Uh, you think he's fine. Yeah, I think astonishingly fine. <laughs> fine. I, just, I just think his performance is so distracting. That's fair. From the rest of the movie. Yeah.
1: I feel like I was, I was only distracted when I would suddenly realize it was Gary Oldman. I'd be like, oh yeah, there he is. There's his face. It's under there somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who else in this movie? Lily James, barely a character. She's barely a character. It's
1: true. She is okay. You know, she is a pleasant face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was the, wow, that was the most underwhelming praise I think I've ever given anybody. Uh, And I apologize to her personally for that.
0: Who else was in this movie? Um,
1: Um... yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. We touched on Ben
0: Mendelsohn. Always, uh, always wonderful to see him.
1: Yeah, always a good presence to have around. Yeah,
0: and I, I, do like his his performance as this character specifically. I think he gives him a sort of uh, like you, you, like this is the the same king that was in the King's Speech and uh, had a lot of struggles uh, to become king and didn't really, you know, he didn't really want to be king in the first place. Uh, but his older brother just quit and uh and they had to overcome this uh speech impediment and all this stuff and i and
1: i feel i no, i feel like it briefly comes up in this movie that one of the things that doesn't like about churchill was that churchill supported his brother when he quit
0: yeah yeah um and that's all backstory that they don't really talk about in no. this movie but i feel like it comes across in his performance i feel like he is sort of uh unsure of himself he's like trying to put on this like air of of confidence mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't quite know what he's doing and I feel like there's even a bit towards the end where he sort of breaks out into a stammer when he's trying to talk to somebody because of how nervous he is and uh, yeah I, I liked I liked that yeah I thought um, it was pretty good good work it, it expanded the movie a bit yep.
1: and it also ties this movie into the King's Speech cinematic yep. universe so there you go
0: yeah there's a whole uh, World War II and Britain cinematic universe
1: Now you've gone too far. Who else is in this movie? Kristen
0: Scott Thomas, who should have been in the movie way more. Yeah, she's in it like twice. (laughs) Imagine if this movie was about the relationship between Churchill and his wife while he was off trying to win the war. That would be a great movie. It
1: would be. I would enjoy that movie. I love her. I I want her to be in more things all the time.
0: Isn't she always like in French movies now? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because she lives Um, in in France and she speaks French. Yeah, she's like fluent in
1: French, Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Guardian says she's one of the 50 best-dressed women over 50. I believe it. Yeah, why not? You know? I don't know. That's not related to what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, no, I just wanted all. to share that fun fact.
0: Uh, yeah, she was great. Uh yeah, I feel like I said this about The Post, uh, too, which is, like, it feels like there's a couple different movie. This movie could have been examined this same part of history from, like, a couple different angles that right. might have been more interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. It sort of presents Winston Churchill as the main character of this story, which he is, except you don't ever get to know him as a character. Right. And if this movie was about him in relation to somebody else, whether it was his wife or his secretary or neville chamberlain Mm -hmm. then it would have been yeah which is like
1: the closest it gets yeah even though they have four scenes together Mm -hmm. i think
0: yeah it would have been a lot more interesting if it focused on any one of those relationships
1: yeah i think that's probably true but it you know it instead it follows this timeline and i i do want to comment i like it's so stupid but i really loved the uh this stupid, the big timeline thing on the screen. When every time it would be oh, a yeah. different thing, oh yeah, and it would, and it it would, would like be a roll, huge block print. Yeah, and, and the, the number would like roll forward, and there yeah. would be like a clockwork noise. Yeah, no, day. yeah,
0: I, I, yeah, this movie is very heavily I stylized. I was really into that. <laughs> yeah, and like the opening credits, it just like you see like old footage of like bombing raids, yeah. and then and just in enormous letters. It says darkest, darkest hour. hour across the entire screen. I loved the and font. Yeah, All font. Right. Yeah. A- a Great font plus choice. Font work. Yeah, I would I would nominate this movie for best uh font use yep. mm-hmm. uh in a motion picture this year. I don't know if it would win. There might be some other competition that's here. That's true. Call me by your name has some good fonts in it. We'll, okay. we'll get to that. Okay. Um Phantom Thread, that was some good fonts too. I don't remember. That with the like fancy script at the beginning. Oh well, I mean. that's
1: true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good font yeah. work.
0: Yeah, there's some good some good uh titles, title design in these best picture nominees. Uh, three billboards in the post? No, not enough. They didn't try <laughs> enough, hard enough. Not enough title work. In, title work, yeah. yeah. But yeah, does this movie... I can see why this movie was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, because it... I mean, it's a war movie. Right. It's got a flashy performance. Yep. It looks nice. Yeah. Does it actually deserve to be one of the ten best movies of the year?
1: Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean...
0: We didn't see more than ten movies that, last well, year. Well, that's true, but, but that's
1: one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, exactly. We want to see. We're like, hey, you know, if we have to go see all of these good movies, and Oscar is going to be like, "These are the best ones," you would mm-hmm. be like, "Well, I guess we better see those yeah. ones." And do we feel like we should have watched another movie instead? I don't know if I would. Yeah, say I don't know that if I would go that because far. yeah, that's, that's a that's a silly thing. You know, to say. I it's watched this movie. Oranges, any particular? I watched movie,
0: this movie way. by myself. Uh, Just trying to catch up on the Oscar season. And I was really bored for Mm -hmm. the entire time. Uh, But sometimes that just happens when I watch movies by myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I watched it with you the second time, I appreciated it a lot more. I still don't think it's a very good movie. But I think it's better than I thought it was uh, initially.
1: Um, I was asked after I watched it um, whether I thought it was any good. And I said it was hard for me to say because I don't watch movies like this very often. And so and I didn't I couldn't articulate that at the time, but I think what I meant is that somebody is telling me a historical story and like I know what happens in the end, but but I I find it interesting to watch this historical story act it out for me.
0: Yeah. I mean I think that's kind <laughs> of that's a little bit the point of it. Like yeah. it it doesn't which which is why it's kind of a shame it doesn't work as history. Right. Because exactly. it's all made up. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's worth watching, I think, right. if you're into movies like this. Yeah. And yeah. if you are not, just skip it. It's not Right. If if war movies are a slog for you, don't slog through this movie.
1: Yeah, that's true. Although it's less of a war yeah, it's not movie. Quite it's a war more movie. of a people arguing in backrooms mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like lighting Watch this movie. Yeah,
0: this movie is very interesting cinematography. I don't know if I love it, but it's it's striking. It's it's cinematography you notice. Yeah. Well, I well, actually, to get specific about that, sometimes when people say, oh, like, the cinematography in this movie is great, a lot of times they're just like, that's a pretty shot, or this camera move is really cool. This one, it's specifically the lighting. I think yeah, the lighting is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the term cinematography can get kind of murky, like... Uh, how much of this was the cinematographer? How much of this was the director? Right. And I think this one, because the lighting is so striking, that's the cinematographer's job. Mm-hmm. He's playing with light, and Bruno is yeah. really like, uh, yeah, it's it's really beautiful lighting work. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's Darkest Hour. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I guess that's it.
0: Yeah. Do we want to do any of that bullshit uh, rate review
1: and subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> is that... Okay. You know well, what? If should... you
0: enjoyed listening to this. Why? Um, but <laughs> but also. That's how you sell things. Yeah. If you enjoyed uh, listening to this, why not tell other people that you enjoyed listening to this? Yeah. That would be the nice thing to do. Tell a friend. Tell uh, iTunes about it.
1: Tell your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Don't tell your neighbors.
0: Don't like go on knocking on people. Yeah, doors like unless you're this.
1: already friends, in which case they count as your friends. Yeah. Yeah, but don't don't. Yeah. Knock so, so tell your
0: yours. friends. Um, if you did not enjoy this podcast, tell your enemies about this
1: podcast. <laughs> tell, tell them you heard about this really great podcast. Yeah. And then they'll listen to it and be like, oh, yeah. that son of a bitch got me again. Yeah. Yep. This,
0: this podcast is great revenge <laughs>
1: for everybody. You know, that satisfies me, honestly. This yeah. is how I'm going to look at it from now on. I know how much if anybody, love revenge. Yeah. If anybody hates this podcast, please tell your enemies and it will fulfill me in my yeah. soul. And my deep longing for yeah. revenge.
0: This went on for way too Yeah, long. we've gone too
1: far. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll um, use like half of that. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's it. This is the end of the, the podcast. Yeah,
1: please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Come yeah. back n- next, next time, time when we will probably yeah. be talking about Call Me By Your Name.
0: Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm not entirely sure I'm going to record uh, release these in the order that we recorded that's them.
1: Well, we'll be talking about another Another movie. movie. Yeah, Yeah. it will have come out Mm -hmm. um, in the year 2017. Yep, and that's what we have to say about it right now. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. We shall defend our island,
1: on the land and on the sea. We shall fight them on the beaches, on the hills, and in the field. We shall fight.